I'm Simon Wright. I'm Declan Hill. And we are the Sitcom Mission. And uh, we teach uh, sitcom writing at City Academy in London. And we run the Sitcom Mission, which is an international sitcom writing competition. And we do podcasts. One thing I'd like to talk about this week is um, when, you're, when you're writing your sitcom, why are you writing it? Why have you decided that your, this idea or these characters would be good in a sitcom format? Um, and what's your ambition? What, what, how do you want to play with this? Um, the, the reason I want to talk about this is because I reviewed a script this week, uh, which was, um, in the notes it said, it was, it was Dad's Army meets It Ain't Half Hot Mum. And my response to that is, why? Why would you want to write Dad's Army meets It Ain't Half Hot Mum? There are better versions you, you know, for the, the, of those two sitcoms out there already. So why would you want to write something that's already out there? Basically, you're writing a spec script for those shows. If you want to work on those shows, you can't. Um, but if they brought them back, writing uh, a sitcom that was, um, you know, Dad's Army meets Ain't Half Hot Mum would be a good idea because you could show that you could use those characters working together. That would be a great idea. If you want to come up with something original, um, Ain't Half Hot Mum meets Dad's Army is not something original. And I think the, the, you know, the development officers and the producers and the, uh, the comedy commissioners want to see somebody coming up with their own voice, not imitating somebody else's voice. So we had a, had a, a conversation with um, one of the uh, current uh, comedy commissioners who's, uh, who told us that you just don't send me anything I've already got. Yeah, and th- that would be the, the same for anything. You know, don't send us, don't send us the in-betweeners, don't send us catastrophe to catastrophe light whatever you're going to write it's not going to be as good at the moment as anything that's already out there so some, send us something that's original something that we can work with something we can play with something that we can actually think do you know i haven't seen this before i've got a pile this big and my hands are quite a long way away from each <laughs> other he said working very well on radio um you know i've got a pile this big and the one original script with the one original voice is in there somewhere but I don't want to pick up the script that's not an, that, that is purposefully not an original voice. Not for this competition, anyway. I think it really deadens your heart. Your heart sinks when you pick up a script that, uh, where the premise in itself is dull. Uh, it's not an idea that makes a sitcom, but if you're nicking someone else's ideas and cobbling them together then it's a bit like an old car that's made up of two old cars shunted together rather than a, a brand-new car off the production line, which is what we want to buy. Absolutely. We want, we want something fresh, something exciting. Um, we really want something that's, that's going to grip us and grasp us and something that's purposefully... I'm, I'm stealing other characters. Uh, we get a lot of um, pseudo-David Brents for the, um, for, for the boss-type characters. We also get a lot of pseudo-Matt Berry um, for, for bosses and you know we can read them a mile off and if we can then every other script reader in the country can and every other producer in the country can because they'll have seen it so many times so I, you know to, if you want to if you, we always say to, often say to people um, cast it in your mind when you're creating a character cast it who would play this who would play this character if you're going to cast Matt Berry or, or Ricky Gervais as a boss type character they're going to play them pretty much as they've played those boss-type characters in the past, I would suspect. If you cast um, Lucy Porter 
as a boss-type character. We won't have seen that before. Or if you cast... Simon Wright. <laughs> He's a good actor. <laughs> if you cast Simon Wright... Thank you. ...as anything... <laughs> please do. Please could you. Um, if you cast Simon Wright as... Uh, something that he's in, in type for, that's great because he, he plays really good um, uh, professional people, really good teachers and lawyers and doctors, um, they, they, and policemen, they, he does those really, really well. If you cast somebody famous uh, against their type, they, they might want to play it. You know, if you, if you cast a, uh, uh, I don't know, if you cast <coughs> Nick Helm as uh, a priest and a very good one, who is very much on the straight and narrow. Mm. That would be casting Nick Helm against type. He might very well be interested in that. If you cast Lee Mack as um, a gangland killer, I'd like to see that, especially in a comedy, I'd like to see that. Well, remember how brilliant Robbie Coltrane was in Cracker. Absolutely. Stunning performance. Uh, but that was completely outside his typical casting. I'd like to talk about story and the importance of story, because people very often forget uh, when they're sending us a, a, an exposition-heavy sitcom that a plot will engage us. A plot makes us care, a well-crafted plot, about what happens next. We want to turn the page to find out what's going to happen next. And if there's no plot, we don't care. And we get sent so many plot-like sitcoms one of the things we do in class with our students is we get them to beat out an episode of their favourite sitcom. And they are always, always surprised by how much happens. Uh, sitcoms are really busy and they eat plot. I'd like to say, don't be afraid of plotting. Don't be afraid of doing it. Um, so many people think that sitcoms are about people who just sit around and talk about things, uh, which we've, we've covered in a previous uh, podcast. Um, a lot of the time they're not the majority of the time they're not they're about things that happen and it's, it's a time where you can have fun you can just play you can just throw things in there what would happen if this happened what wouldn't happen if this happened oh that's great advice we read somewhere that if you're stuck if you've got writer's block don't write what will happen write what won't happen because that will free you up you'll be writing and there are so many more things that wouldn't happen Yeah. so write one of those Chuck all those down. If you're, if you're searching for the one thing that would happen and would only happen at that point, you will be searching for a very, very long time. You may never even find it. Um, it's that missing piece of a, of a huge jigsaw. But if you, if you write about all the other things that couldn't happen, absolutely could not happen, first of all, you're much greater chance of finding the one thing that would happen. Um, and the second thing is you will find a million other things that are just as interesting and will surprise you, and if they surprise you, they will surprise us. And we always say that you'll discover what you're writing about by writing. If you're waiting for a brilliant idea to arrive, it won't, honestly. For future podcasts, if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, email us at info at sitcommission.com. That's S-I-T-C-O-M. M-I-S-S-I-O-N dot com. Info at sitcommission.com or... Or you can tweet us at sitcommission um, or you can go to our Facebook page and leave us a message there at uh, Facebook uh, forward slash sitcommission. 
Uh, but just just look us up on Facebook for uh, for the Sick Commission, and please like our page, and please like us on uh, on Twitter. And uh, we hope to hear from you. Many thanks. Bye bye.